0: modern entrepreneur. This is Priscilla McKinney, mama bird here at Little Bird Marketing. And with me today is Doug Sandler, who you have heard before on our podcast. We had so much fun the first time. So we decided to do it again. And I really wanted to get down and talk with them a little bit more about podcasting. So we're going to podcast about podcasting. What do you think?
1: It's like such a – like the picture within the picture, within the picture. with it. You never know when it stops. Like at what point is reality fictitious and what – you know what I'm talking about.
0: Right, right. This is the Escher of all podcasts. Yeah, Escher.
1: Thank you. Thank you for putting it in a term that I could understand. Escher, exactly.
0: (laughs) Well, it's cool. We had such a great time talking last time not only about how you've grown your business, grown your list – but also, how you've explored other avenues outside of your original job as a DJ and how you've written a book, which I love, and the whole concept of nice guys finishing first. I, I love this. And I really encourage my listeners to go back and listen to our other podcast um, with Doug Sandler. It is our only explicit rated podcast. Sorry, so far.
1: the nice guy dropping the <laughs> F bomb or whatever I did, I'm sure. Was it me or you? I think you did it. We
0: both, we both use the A word. Oh, so I don't know. We might get explicit on this one too, so we'll see. But I wanted to talk with you about just you know the ins and outs of podcasts so many of my listeners are interested in why why are people podcasting, and should I be doing that and and really, they want to wrap their minds around it. Some people want a little bit more technical, so we can kind of give them a little bit of both if that's okay with you.
1: Sure. I I love it. Podcasting has been an amazing outlet for me to meet people that I would never have uh, been able to even approach or get in front of. So it's been a wonderful thing for me.
0: Well, it's been great for us. I mean, we met on Twitter. And could see that you uh, know uh,
1: that's uh. not true. We met at the mail strip joint, you know that, Priscilla. <laughs> <laughs> you were the one with all the dollar bills. I remember. Oh. You.
0: <laughs> Don't find me out. <laughs> Busted. Uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, so it's been fun because then we've gotten to chat now twice. We've chat a lot offline, off, off podcasting, but in the podcast, and I've learned a lot about you and also learned a lot about how you see your business and how you see this really as a platform and how it's connected to other pieces of your marketing. So I think that's really worthwhile to talk about for the modern entrepreneur or the modern marketing professional, really.
1: Well, there's so many different ways that you can approach your market. And my feeling is let's go to every channel where I potentially could have somebody that would be interested in my uh, in my services. And And really what's very interesting about it is that what I thought – was my level the the type of things that I offered, you know, my speaking services mm-hmm. that actually um, at some point, while that is definitely my the the primary product that I am in my head that I'm really trying to promote, right? It really isn't the only thing that people look to me for. They look to me for my writing. Now <laughs> they look to me for uh, content. They're looking to me for inspirational quotes. All of these things that came as a direct result by having a podcast, having a blog, having a book, having you know all of these things that that just evolved as a part of me trying to go out and reach my my market. It's it's fascinating what has what has transpired over the last several years.
0: Well, and it's overwhelming for people because you just mentioned several things that all are a part of your platform, and I know that, you know, the uh, ideal client for me and what I hear all the time from them, the word overwhelmed comes up Mm -hmm. at the beginning of almost every sentence. They could be overwhelmed about, you know, building their team or getting the right team together or overwhelmed with how the market is changing or overwhelmed because they don't have an internal graphics person or overwhelmed because the whole world is changing around them and they're not sure where they should be marketing. And, And that, I'd like to demystify that a little bit and let's break down a, a little bit of your platform so that people feel like, okay, they'll ask me, should I, should I podcast? Like as if that's just <laughs> one thing they should do. Right, and right. I hate to say it, but yes, yes, and yes, and yes. Now, occasionally I tell people, no, you have to solidify. You can't do them all tomorrow. Right. But I do love your take on is it, like, why wouldn't I be in some kind of a room or platform or however you want to view it on a stage that someone's giving you, and you can get access to people who would really love your content? Why would you say no to it?
1: And And I hate to say it because I know this sounds like it might be a little bit self-serving for me to me, but it's almost like I am not – uh, I, I don't want to say I don't care what people want when they're out there in the market because we all have to care. If we have a product to sell or a service to sell, we have to care about what the market wants. But I am getting some of my needs met by – forget the money, but by having an outlet like a podcast. It makes me feel like – w- when I was in college, I was on the college radio station and I, and I loved it and I always wanted to go back to that. But I didn't want to get a full-time job in radio because it pays nothing. So why not get paid nothing and just sit in my room and my house and do it at the same time? <laughs> And I was a journalism major, so it's getting my needs met in the writing world. And then when I got picked up by Huffington Post and they started syndicating my my uh, my blog, it was like this other area, that another need for me that was getting met. And then when I wrote this book, I had no intention to write the book, but my understanding is that in order to be a well-paid speaker, you have to have a book. So the book started to evolve as a, as a result of me wanting to be better at, at the speaking world and the blog. And so those four areas just alone different ways without even saying, hey, this is a way to reach my market. These were four ways for me to get some of these needs met that um, that I never even considered before. When I was just DJing, none of those things was right. being handled.
0: But you said something really important at the beginning. You started at this because it is something you love. And we joke around here all the time. My podcast makes me no money. It costs me a lot of money. Mm-hmm. It is a part of my platform that really does bring me joy. And it is the place where I feel like I am more uniquely me. People really get a taste of what it is like in my world and what the flavor of Little Bird Marketing is. What makes us different? What makes us special? I think differently than other people. And I do yes, you love do. this outlet, you know? So I think I love what you said there. It came from you You love doing it. And everybody knows this is my favorite time of the, we- mm-hmm. of the week when I'm sitting down. If I have three or four different podcasts scheduled at different times, I love this. They know that I'm, I'll am i come out in a great mood out of the podcast studio. Yeah. Because this this makes me alive in a way that other marketing things don't as much. And well, so and- it's, it's important to listen to yourself like that. And I, I heard you reflect on that.
1: I, and it's totally my podcast. Uh, as as I do these weekly, and we have this entire agenda of things that we're going to cover as a part of our podcast and the guests and everything. It' very rare that I actually even hit a small percentage of what's on that list. These the list is just in case I happen to freeze and can't think of anything right. else that I, that happened <laughs> to me this week. But my listeners will tell you uh, in the nice guy community that's out there. The, the podcast is called the Nice Guys on Business Podcast. But my listeners will tell you that. I leave everything on the table. Uh, there is nothing that's left behind, whether I had a, a bad day, a great day, a good sales day, whether I had an anxiety attack, whether I took medication that day, whatever <laughs> it is that's going on in my life, we figure out how to make... How, now, some people might say, well, that's not really what I want my podcast to be about. And I would say to them, you don't have to make it about that. You, I've been on podcasts where they've stuck to their 10 questions, they've sent right. them to me ahead of time, and that's been the end end of it. And these guys have booming shows i don't understand that that's it's
0: a snooze fest
1: it totally a snooze fest it's the same (laughs) 10 questions it's the same okay tell me what you know i don't want to say because it's very obvious who i would be talking about in some Mm -hmm. of these questions but some of it's the same eight questions the entire time and although some listeners like the predictability it's a 22 minute podcast and i'll get in my car and by the time i get to my office it'll be done and that's um Totally not me. I had one today that we generally run 18 to 25 minutes. I mean, that's just been about what it's been because that's about an average commute in my area. The guy that came on the show today, Tim Fargo, we an hour and five minutes because we were just having such a great time. I didn't even get to not one question that had on my list of questions to ask him because we were just BSing back and forth the entire time about business and life.
0: I know. You know, it's funny you say that because I've tried so many times to shorten my podcast But we just get in a groove. And to me, my biggest um, rule is just don't be boring. The right. moment the podcast starts getting boring, man, let's 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 wrap it up or yep. or I just it, it's so good that I, I want to make sure that we highlighted and left on such a great note. But that's why I had you back, because, I mean, we we could do podcast after podcast, I'm sure.
1: Oh, we <laughs> could have we could be co-hosts with each other and we forget about what we're even here to talk about because it's, right. it's never
0: going <laughs> to exactly. happen anyway. Well, I do want to talk a little bit about yours first. So let's talk about like you. You are a little bit more structured in your oh, nice sure. guys on on business on that podcast. Podcast. And you should really check it out if uh, for my listeners because it it really is great. I really enjoy it, and you know everybody needs more positivity in their life. I mean, think about how negative our days are, constantly, and it's just to me a very nice reprieve. I love your style. I love your take, um, and and also it's just the authenticity comes out. So that's great. But tell me a little bit about the structure um, and how you and your partner basically set it up how you go about planning it, because that's a little bit of a technical and why, why did you structure it a certain way?
1: Well, and you've given me way, way too much credit for, uh, for having structure in the show. I appreciate you saying that okay. I have any structure on the show, but the the way that I approach it is I want to ask these guests. First of all, I approach everybody. Do you want to talk about the, how I get guests or do you want to talk about actually the show itself? I, I'll go either direction. First,
0: let's talk about like your show. Like, okay, so you already said that it's typically 20 minutes. And then you do a lot of interviews. So tell me a little bit about that. But yeah, let's get into the let's get into the real how you get the guests. I okay. think that would be really interesting to my listeners.
1: Okay. So we'll start with how you get the guests. Is that, is that, sure. Does that sound fair? Okay. So the way I get guests is I look through. I'm a I'm a very big guy loving Twitter. Not a big guy on Twitter, but I am a big follower on Twitter. I love to see the conversations that are going on on Twitter. And I like to see who's popular on Twitter. So I look at something that might be trending. Uh, financial market might be trending. Something in um, in podcasting might be trending. Just looking through the past couple of guests uh, in customer service. There was an actor that was on my show. Um, uh, Ariana Huffington actually came on my show a couple of weeks ago, which right. was great. It was so, great. So I've had, thank you. I've had a huge amount of guests that I just feel like all right. Let's talk customer service. Let's talk people business. Let's talk about relationships. Let's talk about um, adding nice back to the workplace. All of those are topics that that um, that we can put a spin on, no, no matter who the guests are. My my market, my audience is primarily. Entrepreneurs, guys that are business owners, solopreneurs, folks that are um, are new in business, have been in business a long time, and just need some refresher. Um, just folks that want to understand a little bit more about building better relationships with their customers and with their coworkers.
0: I think so, that you nail it on mindset shift. That's how I see your show.
1: All right, so tell me, tell me what that is because I'm curious now what that is. Mindset shift.
0: I think that you are introducing a new paradigm. And maybe it's a very old paradigm, but it's one of, um, that is, has to be steeped in relationship. Oh, right. To right, be nice right. to someone is to have compassion for someone, which means to recognize yourself in someone else. And that just takes more time, which is not the cornerstone of our current society.
1: Well, and the other thing I try to do is demystify the, 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 the product or the service that whoever my guest is, is introducing. Um, for example, we just had an episode that aired today. I'm a, I'm horrible when it comes to financial stuff. Like I, when I get my um, my statements in the mail from my mutual funds and my retirement account and whatever it is, and I'm you know putting my twelve cents every month into it, you know all the time. <laughs> right. I don't even open my statements because my feeling is, if I open my statement, what the hell is it going to matter anyway? If it right. went up thirty percent, wonderful, I just made thirty dollars. Mm-hmm. If it went down thirty percent, a crap, I lost thirty dollars. What am I going to do about it? Nothing, because right. I'm I'm so in fear of, of, uh, of knowing what to do. So I have a financial planner. So I had a guy, not a financial planner, but a financial coach on my show. And so he's not selling products or services. He's selling the idea of how to create independence and how to create, in you know, it's planning for yourself without selling products.
0: Mm-hmm. And see, he just, that's a mindset shift because like, just for example, I think your primary mindset shift is that, you know, you don't have to be a jerk to be, or egotistical, to be doing well in business, but then, like, for example, kind of demystifying the whole financial thing, yeah. it also is taking shame out of the, I know you don't know anything about finances.
1: Oh, yeah, totally. That, <laughs> oh, oh, And again, that's part of what all of my listeners will tell you. The Nice Guy community will tell you that I don't know shit about shit. <laughs> <laughs> So there's your explicit rating there right there. There we go. <laughs> there. So I, I, don't, I don't profess to understand anything about anything. And I know that sounds horrible because it makes me feel like, it makes me sound like I'm a stupid guy. I'm a very inquisitive guy. Mm-hmm. Um, just in looking through the last couple of episodes, I didn't really know much about the behind-the-scenes world of um, of television or sitcoms. So I had an actor, his name is Shay Holloway, came on the show and did a great job. I wanted to know more about, um, you know, all about sleeping and wellness. So Arianna Huffington uh, came on the show because she has a book that she's promoting called um, Sleep Revolution. Mm-hmm. All of these things, I didn't know a lot about the customer, the call center environment. So I had a guy, Mike Aoki, come on my show and demystify what exactly is it. It goes on on the other side of the phone when i call a call center that i think i'm calling overseas into a script reading you know area right (laughs) so all of these things have been have been so eye-opening for me so i basically i don't play the dummy i am the dummy i i don't i don't profess to be smart at any of the things that the people on my show come to talk about and uh and for me, I play the role really well because I really don't know much about the <laughs> – I, I keep my head down. I focus. I do what I do. And, and that's, I know that's probably not the best way to live. But this podcast is giving me an opportunity to have my stupidity blossom.
0: Right. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. I love it. Well, the thing is is that you operate in such a way that your actual listener is discovering it along with you. And I yeah. think that's what makes it intriguing and what makes it just so listenable really. You know, that's like that that instead of it coming from a stuffy, I am the expert and this is what we are doing. And that's so deep in shame, especially for the entrepreneur, right? That's one of my yeah, big well, points. Yeah, well,
1: being inquisitive, I think um, questioning things is the is the lifeblood of any entrepreneur. And that's kind of what it's been all about for me. The the more that I've gotten into podcasting, the more I've loved it and been able to find out all of this new stuff. And mm-hmm. I never enjoy going on shows where the guy that is trying to one-up me as the host of the show, I'm like, why are you trying to one-up me? T- you brought me on the show as the expert. You know, oh, let me at oh least my have gosh. my let me have my moment of glory here right
0: people are so interesting. well, <laughs> let's talk about this. You had a big milestone this year. you guys hit over a hundred episodes
1: yeah, we hit over a hundred episodes. We're now at like one thirty seven which is crazy to to think that and it's been great. Oh, yeah. what a great run, what a great run yes. and both of those listeners, my cousin and my mom <laughs> yeah so proud of them for sticking with us for 15, 16 months or whatever oh it's been. Oh, my though.
0: gosh. That laughter I have is from deep within. I was just like, yeah, who the hell is listening to my podcast? And you're right. I don't for care. The first,
1: for the first almost, I would say, eight or nine months – we were just pushing the needle. Can we just have more than fifty people listen to our podcast? Wow. But you know, I, I uh, there's a there's a guy, another guy. His name is Jan Ilunga, and Jan is a three three sixty entrepreneur, three sixty. I forget the name of his podcast, but Jan he made a valid point when I was brand new in the business, and he was we were interviewing each other on each other's shows. He was new, I was new. And he said, what is the probability of you putting 50 people in a room and getting forty or mi- 20 to 40 minutes to have a conversation with this group and actually come across as an expert in anything? And that's- I thought about it. It made complete sense. I never do. Oh, and now that we amazing. have hundreds and thousands of people that listen to them, it's it's great to know that – I never really thought about it. I don't have to have a million people unique listeners every month. If I have a couple hundred unique listeners, it's better than none.
0: Yeah, I would show up if there was a hotel room booked and there was a conference and I was speaking and 300 people were coming. Yeah, I'd show uh, up. You'd
1: be coming if there was a free buffet and you yeah, know it. You,
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. You're just going for the jugular. Uh, so true. So let's talk a little bit about how you use pot, your podcast as a platform. We are. I, I, I work in marketing all day long. So let's let's touch on that just a little bit. How has it helped your name recognition and how has it opened doors for you?
1: Well, it's totally opened doors because, as I said before, it gives you an opportunity to approach people that um, that would never even have a conversation with you necessarily. Dan Harris, for example, he's the uh, the weekend um, uh, anchor of Good Morning America. Mm-hmm. There'd be no way I'd pick up the phone and be able to call them and say, hey, Dan, can we just have a conversation? I'm curious about what you do. And I want to know a little bit about this uh, this app that you're releasing called 10% Happier. And he wouldn't do that. But as a guy that's a host of a podcast, he never even asked me the question, which is great because I'm always afraid of this question coming out. Is he never asked me the question? Well, how many people do you have listening to your podcast? Mm -hmm. Because even if I had twenty, I mean, I don't know what I'm going to say. I don't know Dan, twenty. But my mom really likes you, Dan. Come on. But so so in in terms of opening up doors that it wouldn't that I wouldn't have been able to open before, the podcast is definitely the way to uh, the way to do that because it does. Give you automatic license to to uh, to start questioning people about what they are and who they do. You know who they who they do. <laughs> wow, <laughs> <What>? <laughs> that's, that's quite that's a bounce. podcast right there. So uh, who they are and what they do, right. and uh, it's been a it's been a great resource. Now using that, using the fact that I have somebody like Dan Harris or um, Ted Rubin or uh, Ariana Huffington on my podcast, th- the fact that I've had them on my podcast now opens up doors. That would not have necessarily been able to be opened before, mm-hmm. and for me that that is it because ultimately what i 'm trying to what, what i 'm trying to be is a meeting facilitator, a speaker, someone that can open doors um, at a conference to get people to come in if you say to somebody. Hey, Sandler is coming on our show, and he's interviewed Dan Harris and Arianna Huffington and Ted Rubin and Bob Berg and all of these guys that are heavy hitters in the world of media, uh, et cetera. They would they would say this is a guy I have to have at my conference, and that will raise your fees. I mean, it was it, basically that's what it comes down to: is how much can I charge to do what I do? And um, you know, the fact that you've had some powerhouses come on your show certainly is not. Um, a detriment it's only going to be a help to you
0: right so how do you how do you actually promote it promote the show yeah
1: through social media Social media is the way to go. Um, I would say that the vast majority of my show uh, through um, through Google Plus, through Facebook, through LinkedIn, and through Twitter has enabled me to capture the audience that I that I capture. Have I mean, you
0: noticed I, in your own analytics uh, your particular listener is favoring one of those platforms?
1: Uh, I would say because I'm more prevalent on Twitter, that's probably the outlet that that I promote the heaviest so that's that is definitely the area where i get most of my uh, most of my pull from
0: mm-hmm. maybe a um, little bit of a self fulfilling prophecy there
1: yeah maybe so maybe so the other way that i really uh, w- which is really good for uh, for anybody that has a podcast if you're trying to market it is get the guests that come on your show to help you market your show and they will because now i've created um i had this guy uh Matt Keller on the show uh, who's a business coach and Matt um, will send out an email to his entire audience. Now, I not only have my market and my uh, my list of people that are getting this, but now all of Matt's people are getting this as well.
0: Absolutely. I love this. I had uh, Jeff Kanata on from We Have Concerns who mm-hmm. is – Oh my right. goodness, the funniest True. actor. You have got to listen to this podcast, I'm telling you. I'm a I'm a We Have Concerns evangelist. Okay. <laughs> I will not leave until you come to the altar.
1: <laughs> I love this. I, I wrote down that when we were talking in the pre-show. I definitely yeah. want to have a moment to listen to their podcast.
0: Yeah, Jeff Canada and Anthony Carboni and I have no problem getting buddy props. These guys are fantastic. What an amazing chemistry together. They. It was so funny because it was like – I don't know, six months into me listening to the show. And then he came on, you know, as a guest on my podcast, Jeff Kanata did. And I said, yeah, so how do you guys describe your show? And I described it, um, as I told you, like it's like coming into a bar and you happen to sit down and two guys uh, are sitting next to each other having a conversation and they're old friends, old, old college buddies. And they both turn out to be very funny and they're having a very witty Repartee, And -hmm. you find yourself like inching your bar stool closer and closer, hoping they don't notice because you want to listen in on the conversation. (laughs) And that is their (laughs) show called We Have Concerns. And then I asked him something in the podcast and he said, well, you know, because our show is just a discussion on technology and science. You're like what? <laughs> it is like it that is? doesn't sound like something I would listen to, yeah. but I'm totally hooked, and I just am like, that's the difference of really people being genuinely who they are, doing what they know, which is great timing. Some very good wit. They kind of fall into parts sometimes and act something out that they're talking about, yeah. and it's not in a weird way. It's just you, uh, your, your brain already flowed there. And so all of a sudden, one of them will be using a different voice and they're, you know, finishing like a conversation that they were just having. They're just so funny. That's great. And uh, I love it when people just really are themselves. And I think that's why you'll continue to get the following because you're actually speaking from what you know and actually speaking from who you truly are.
1: Well, and it it does really help make the show easy for me. You know, I literally could and I don't like to do this, but I have done this in in spots where my time has been limited. Um, I have had somebody, let's say an author that's come on the show and I haven't had time to read their book. I really haven't even had time to prepare for the, other than I have some show notes that I'm, you know, that I've gotten from them ahead of time. And literally as I'm, as I have them on the air, I'm asking them questions. Like I'm just, I'm looking at their, you know, for the first time now, I'm looking at this sheet and I'm like, I'm just curious, my natural curiosity just comes out. I discovered that my better shows, my more downloaded shows mm-hmm. were actually the shows that I had less prep than more prep.
0: Oh, I have been so surprised by certain shows that really take off and I thought, gosh, I didn't I didn't right. really think I was, you know, hitting it out of the park that morning. And then I'll have one that I found so interesting, this one interview and it, you know, it was one of the lowest downloads and it was one of the ones where I thought, wow, this is just I'm going to so kill, deep. It. I'm gonna so kill deep. it. You know, just it because it was just so meaningful to me who I was talking to. So it does surprise you. what what shows are listened to. But I feel like it's also a very good piece of reconnaissance or, or you know, yeah. testing your market. Right. Because the things that I think, ah oh, no that's silly. Everybody knows that. Mm, no, they don't, and they're actually very interested in it. So it's good. It's good reminder for me. I think it is important to look at your, look at your analytics. So I'm glad that you you agree with that. Also, yeah, for sure. I'll tell you something funny about my podcasting. Yeah. When I come into the studio, we have a very like open floor plan here at Little Bird Marketing, and so when I come in,
1: you're going to tell me about the code words.
0: Ah, yes, we have code words. <laughs> and I come in and I tell everybody chicken pot pie.
1: I love this. I don't have anybody to tell this to since I am I work by myself and in my house by myself. So. I
0: give you this methodology. You may use it freely. Chicken pot pie. Everybody clear out, clear and, out. And then everybody goes Stop quiet and they know until I come out. And when I come out, I have to say beef stroganoff. Oh and i don't know why any of these things have happened these are things that have happened in the creative pit and they have mandated these rules and i
1: it's a system damn it and it works system, let's just stick so with it okay
0: I don't know. but then today <laughs> i was coming in and this is an unusual time for me to podcast uh and it's in the afternoon and it's a friday and so this is actually beer 30 right now at oh. my work and so everybody was really like oh you're going to podcast during beer 30
1: no, let's pop. Let's pop some bottles. Come on, get them going. Come on, be stroganoff. So
0: they're they totally. They're like, they oh me. man. So, well, you podcast by yourself. How how do you kind of keep that energy and keep that pace going?
1: Well, I do have a a co-host. Contrary to popular belief, there actually is a co-host on the show. His name is Strickland Bonner. Strick, uh, originally the plan was, I think the original plan was that he and I were going to just rap about stuff, just the two of us. And then we discovered that we run out of material, even though we have 15 or 17 years of history. We we never thought we'd run out of things to say, but we thought we'd run out of interesting things to say. Let's say that. (laughs) So we started having guests on the show, and that's when Strickland just kind of started taking a uh, of the technical role. I think that he likes to do interviews, but he's not necessarily the interview guy. Um, I would say I'd probably do 90% of the interviews that are done on the show. So those are Tuesdays and Fridays. We have interview shows Wednesdays are the day that we do just the two of us rapping. And uh, he's never here. We used to do it so that he came over to the house and and, uh, and we would go down to my basement and we'd be in a soundproof studio. And it, nah, that was like way too complicated. So now I Skype him. It sounds like we're in the same room together anyway. And it's much easier when you just recording on Skype.
0: Yeah, and let's, so, let's talk about that. That's how sure. we're doing this right now. I know sometimes it's like demystifying that for people. I mean, I have a, a Yeti. Uh, right, Mike, same. Uh, Blue snowball. I I'm in my pajamas. Have... <laughs> Are you still in your, in <laughs> I your pajamas? I I'm at work.
1: <laughs> no. So I'm at work too. I'm in my pajamas. Oh, wait. Really oh, let me say this. Sorry. We'll, we'll we'll demystify in a second. But let me get back to something you said earlier before sure. I forget, and I think I just forgot what you were talking about. Well, okay. So um, I, I all of the things that you mentioned the podcasting and the blogging and the writing and the and the, the speaking and the marketing and all of that. I just want everybody to know and I'm not saying this so I make people feel bad for me or, or under or or differently about me. That is all nobody does that for me. Mm. That's I do that. I don't have a marketing company. I don't have a social media management team. I am a solopreneur as solopreneur gets. I am as bootstrapping and lean as you possibly can get. So if anybody that's listening to this show, your cousin and your and your brother, right. if anybody is listening to this show, know that you can also, and I'm not a workaholic. I mean, I, I think maybe I, I hustle a little bit, but I'm not one of those guys that's 24-7. I don't want to be. I want to turn it off every once in a while. I'm 51 years old. I don't want to work my entire life until I'm dead. Mm-hmm. I do all of those things on my own and anybody that's listening thinks that they can't control their schedule if all – and they have a full-time job. How are they supposed to come up with a podcast and market the podcast and all those, those things? You can do it. You just have to manage your time more effectively in order to do it.
0: Well, you have to manage your time more effectively but I also find that you have to really speak from what you know. Yeah. Don't try and be somebody else because the luster like comes off that really quickly.
1: Yeah, yeah, I would I would agree with that. Sorry, I didn't mean to get off topic there, but oh, uh, all right. I just wanted everybody to know that. I'm sorry, you, did
0: we have a topic?
1: <laughs> I don't think so. Maybe we didn't. I think we were talking about beer. Oh, and, right, uh, right. It's beer. Thirty. I had my smoothie already, so you know I'm going to Passover dinner in about <laughs> in about an hour or so.
0: Okay, well, we'll give you a little bit of time to get ready for that. You know, pre, <laughs> pregame it right. Yeah. Um, well, yeah. let's talk a little bit about that. Um, you know, we mentioned we we have pretty simple, um, you know. You know microphones are not expensive I do have you know an actual you know guard over mm-hmm. mine I do have styrofoam like an actual sound booting in a wall and I do have a, a room for it but when I first started I you know did it from a quiet room at home and I put pillows around my microphone in a way that would just provide some acoustics. So I think there are some real ways to do it. You oh, just yeah. have to kind of test it and listen. And is it, you know, if you listen sound...
1: closely to some of my episodes, even within the last couple of weeks, I'm like those effing dogs out back. <laughs> they got to <laughs> shut up because I'm going to go over there and strangle them. You know,
0: I have a big I... train salvage yard next to us. So every once in a while you hear that, you know, yep,
1: same, um, same.
0: Yeah, that kind of thing. But um, then I use ECAM, E-C-A-M-M. E-C-A-M-M you yeah. do uh, yeah. in order to just record Skype. And mm-hmm. as long as as long as we're not on Wi-Fi, we get great connections, and I rarely have any kind of problem. So all,
1: all the very same, luck. very very similar. I have the Yeti microphone. I have it on a boom stand. I have the mic guard. I have uh, I do through everything through eCam. Uh, just because um, I am a nervous Nelly that I'm going to lose a conversation that I have that I think is very important, which is all of the conversations I have. Right. I have coming out of my microphone. I have it coming into a headphone jack, and I also have um, a, a Roland. I think it was like 150 bucks a backup. Um, uh, solid-state recorder as well. So I have a backup recording of it. Um, fortunately, I haven't lost anything. I save everything in Google Drive so that okay. when Strickland needs to do some editing to everything, I've, I just tell him I drop it all into Drive. I put the show notes there as well. And uh, when he picks it up, he just picks it up right out of the Google Drive, and he does his editing uh, through um, Audacity, I believe. Okay, And uh, makes life really easy. It really is not a... A very big, challenging process. I use Libsyn as my host, so you just post it there. It's very easy to do. It takes about an hour for strict to edit. He edits and just posts everything to iTunes through Libsyn, and then, um, and that's it. That yeah. is really it.
0: I use Buzz Buzzsprout instead of Libsyn, and mm-hmm. I, I know a lot of other people who use that. But th- those are some good options. I think that's helpful to to my listener. I send mine off to a producer and. I don't know how long it takes him. He does it. <laughs> Their magic he just fingers. tells me every once in a while when he needs another check. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I, um, I, I, that does...
1: might be expensive. I don't know. For some of the leaner com- people that are listening to this, you can do this
0: yourself yes. again. And it well, probably and is very expensive. I have guys in my my office here who could do it. I think it's just that I have a producer out of California, and we talk back and forth. We have a really great chemistry. And for me, that's part of I love being able to come in here, do it, and walk out. And so Mm -hmm. that's just a matter of, like, time, you know, how you like to manage your time or what's important to you. Um, For me, it makes it really fun because I come in here and do the fun stuff and send it off to someone. And it just comes back. But I do all of my promotion for it myself. I do all of the show notes. And that because to me, it's I know what I talked about. I know what I want to, you know, convey. And I feel like I've asked someone to come on my show and it's a personal request they're doing for me to come on it. And so I want to be able to promote them the best I know how. Right. That's right. important to me. So, Okay. So let's end with this. I'd like to hear what some of the podcasts are that you listen to. Oh,
1: okay. This is good. This is good. Well, I listened to um, a couple of my favorites that I listen to. I listened to this guy. His name is Jordan Harbinger, and he's got a um, a, a podcast called The Art of Charm. I think it's really popular um, with with people that are just – again, I'm in the relationship business. So for me, I love the idea of listening to another guy that's a relationship guy. And he talks about networking. He talks about building relationships. Um, So really good. And the shows can range anywhere from – I guess I've heard maybe some forty or fifty minute ones and I've heard some some hour long ones and, and that's good. Let's see. I also listened to uh, what the heck is the name of the podcast? Hold on a second. Uh Joe I want to say Joe Brogan, but let me just make sure. Joe Rogan. Sorry, the Joe Rogan experience. That's really a good one as well. And he's a comedian. He brings other comedians and other people in of uh of of like-minded craziness into his um into his studio. He has something like A million and a half Twitter followers, so I can only imagine what his uh, podcast audience is all about. Mm. I really don't listen. I I listen to ours only very critically, though. I listen to ours because I need to hear all the crappy stuff that's actually happening. You know, from the technical standpoint, I wish that my guests had better microphones sometimes, and you know, I wish that there was less background noise. And I think that that just the part of the raw experience. I don't want anybody pulling away from the podcast because of any like external influences like well, it's co- sound quality wasn't really good mm-hmm. You know, right. um, one other that I've listened to just in the beginning stages um, I, uh, last September I was having some issues with um, anxiety and stress and balance and just trying to get my life in order and so I started meditating as a result of having um, some of those issues come into my life so Dan Harris has a podcast called 10% Happier and uh, I've had a moment or two to listen to a few episodes of that. Um, I really do come and go out of every podcast uh, because um, I'm a guest on a number of podcasts like yours. I try to listen to at least a few episodes like yours that that um, that kind of give me a, an idea of what the host or the hostess is all about.
0: Okay. Did you come up with an idea of what I'm all about?
1: <laughs> yeah. You're a crazy MF. Okay. <laughs> <laughs>
0: oh. Have you heard my story about how much I want an auto harp?
1: No, but tell me all about that story. Oh. Well, your <laughs> well, listeners have probably heard that. It's a, it's that a recurring question.
0: theme. But then I actually, my producer just gave me an uh, auto harp for my birthday, and so the next couple of episodes will feature some uh-huh. of the auto harp played. It's going to uh, be great. Know, it's,
1: it's interesting <laughs> about you saying that is that I don't know why why I was just drawn to this, but somewhere about ten minutes ago, mm-hmm. I was thinking I was going to say. You know, I have my guitar. Do you just want me to play something for you? <laughs> I've never had a desire. I stare at it every time I'm on my podcast, but I've never had a desire to actually plug it in and play while I'm on any show. And I'm like, no, I'm not going to do that. I'm not going to do that. Oh, we'd
0: be so, all over it. You know, we sometimes we have the melodica. We've got my auto harp now. We've got a lot of musicians here. We're a creative group. Oh, that's but, great. But um, what's so funny is that Wednesday, no, Thursday, yesterday, I came into work and the Internet was down. Now, we also have, you know, VoIP phones.
1: Yeah, yeah. So, so
0: everything's down. <laughs> basically, oh, my gosh, what are we going to do? Are we are we still do we have a poll still? We had no idea. Like, what are we going to we do think anymore? That? And um, but the funny thing was I was going to podcast for the first time with my producer with the auto harp. So I had brought it in for this special thing. And then one of the creative guys, he goes, hey, remember that time we came to work? There was no Internet. And our <laughs> boss brought an auto harp. <laughs> <laughs>
1: I want to go back and listen to some of these episodes oh now. Oh, my
0: God. It was hilarious. So that's that's super fun. Well, I like that. I'm going to try out The Art of Charm. I did really like your interview with Dan Harris, and I, I do like his 10% Happier yeah, podcast. Yeah. I, I do agree. That's really great. I also met Ariana Huffington um, through my connection with Emerging Women. We're a sponsor of that, and oh, that's sure. one of the podcasts I like to listen to. She was in the wake of Promoting Thrive, the first book, where she kind yep. of introduced the idea of – Uh, Sleep and adding sleep. And so which is so hilarious because uh, I was at a Marriott in Kansas City this last weekend. And what came with like my pillow selection was a little recap of uh, Ariana Huffington's book on the sleep revolution <laughs> i want
1: it i that i want to get on that marketing team I know, what, I was just what like, relationship do you have to have with marriott or doubletree or, or best western or even the i would be can i be the motel six guy <laughs> yeah,
0: i mean it was crazy it was like great just a few excerpts from her book about tips on sleep that came with your pillow selection uh, and then i just kind of laugh at myself because really we have a pillow selection but this that's is how okay. the rich
1: get richer. I, you know, it's like, oh my gosh, how do? You, where do you even begin? I don't have enough hours in the day to even figure out who I need to talk to at Marriott to get. I think we should all be nicer. Yeah, so I'm going to put a little a little excerpt from my Nice Guys Finish First book in every right right on every top of every Gideon's Bible. It's hey. finally another another um, you know case of the Jew being on top of the Christians. <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh my gosh! Well, I think it's actually a good idea. I think you should put tips for being nice. A lot of people are at conferences; they're out networking. I'm
1: writing this down. <laughs> you know,
0: come on, it's a good, it's a good idea. It's but a great
1: idea. I am. I'm writing this down. Yeah. Nice guy tips in hotel rooms. Well,
0: I gotta turn. I'll, I'll turn you on to one. Maybe you'll you'll like. Obviously, we have concerns as one of my favorites. I also love Dan Carlin's Hardcore History. Have you ever? Now, some other people might find it really dry, but he is in like deep. I'm in the middle of a deep series about the Mongols. I am sounds, not joking. Sounds it's so hardcore. It really is though. I hate to say it. it sounds geeky, but it's really awesome. And that's what I love about podcasts. You get to listen to other things. Like I wouldn't sit and read that and just right, but right. to listen to it while while you're driving and just uh, that's totally interesting. And of course everybody loves cereal. I mean that's just, you know, you know, somebody crazy.
1: just told me about that today. What? <laughs> no, I'm telling you I live in a cave. I live this in this American
0: cave. life and cereal. I mean, I don't think you can be podcasting without like being no. A I Weber don't know fan. either one of them. <gasps> this American life.
1: I'm writing them both down. This. Oh, my gosh. You now, I had heard of the week. title serial, but I couldn't tell you what it was about.
0: Oh, no, no. Next week, you are going to call me, and you are going to ask me to be like the godparent to one of your kids or something. Oh, really? this is crazy. Yeah, you will love this American life. It's out- absolutely outrageous. Okay. Um,
1: um, yeah, I'm down. I'm yeah, in. Yeah. Count me in.
0: I love it. So, well— Doug, it has been such a pleasure. I, I can't. We, we have so much more to talk about, but I really, I, I really appreciate your ability to stick with your. Stick with your commitment to just being authentic and not trying to put a mask on a persona when you go online and you present to the world what it is you do and what your message is. And that just comes out so great. So just before we leave, please give all my listeners, where can they find you? Where can they find more about Nice Guys and the Nice Guys on Business podcast?
1: Should should I just go over to your mom's house and tell her? Right,
0: right. (laughs) (laughs) she? So...
1: So, uh, nice guys on business podcast is uh, available on iTunes. We would love it if you download it actually through Overcast FM because if you do it through Overcast FM, we will uh, further rise to the top of their uh, of their list. We're number three right now on the most listened to podcast on wow, uh, on Overcast, is awesome. which is extremely cool. So, for the four podcasts that are on there, we're right. almost we're almost <laughs> we're not quite at the bottom anymore.
0: <laughs> I'm going to make you write a book on self-deprecation if you're not. Yeah, careful. man.
1: That's <laughs> me. Uh, if they want to reach out to me directly, uh, you can either come to my house because we have coffee every day around eight o'clock. My wife makes it. She's usually up for three hours. I'm usually still in bed. So uh, if you want to have coffee with my wife, get here between five a.m. and eight a.m. If you want to have coffee with me, uh, anytime after eight o'clock in the morning is fine. Uh, if you want to reach out to me through email, it's Doug at dougsandler.com. My fun, most fun way to reach out to people and to connect with people is directly on Twitter, and that goes by my my uh, handle at dj Doug. And uh, I, I love interacting, communicating, engaging with. Anybody, so uh, you—if you're wicked, wicked, annex, make it to uh, to Twitter, then I will be wicked in return as well.
0: <laughs> Very cool. Well, thanks, Doug. It's been a real privilege to have you on and and just to hear really. You know where you stand and, and what it took to get where you're at. So can I let's can I say it? Touch. Can I
1: say it? Can I say it? Sure. What? Beef stroganoff. Oh yeah. <laughs>
0: <laughs> we're clear now. We're yeah, clear. We're it's clear. not chicken pot pie anymore.
1: It's beef stroganoff.
0: Well, thank you for listening to Ponderings from the Perch, the Little Bird Marketing Podcast, a modern podcast for the modern entrepreneur. And please, whatever you do, be nice today. Thanks. <laughs>